perspective. It was all there. Yeah, it was 620 horsepower to the wheels, all-wheel drive, like, damn near kill you kind of car. Um, and, like, that list just kind of goes on and on. So I, I do, like, that's, I think, maybe sometimes I have an issue with Hyundai. I think that's whoa, why whoa. sometimes I have this man. He's any chance he gets to shit stomp KDM cars. He's like, he's ready. He's like, I, I really dude. like heritage cars. You know, the ones, the legacy they all come from. <laughs> and I just hate Hyundai. <laughs> Do the intro jingle. Dun, 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 dun. Da da da! Fish Cave Martini Works. We're back for another episode, season dos. I want to show you guys something really cool because I know sometimes people are like, "Oh, you have a you have, you have a couple cats." I do. This is my cat blanket. Got no it. As one a, got cared. it as a gift. No one wanted to see that. It's got at least at least four cats you know, on it. Here, yes. I think this. It's okay that some things are private it even in your life. Like I know that. you do a lot of the social media stuff, but some of it can just stay off the internet. No, we're okay. Make sure it doesn't touch the ground. Okay, we don't want cat hair it's getting on it. Not the fucking American flag. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of the podcast, brought to you by your hosts, me, and a little bit of Dakota, and, and mostly gels. To that's be honest. False. That's false. I probably say the least out of anything. I'm We're gonna change it up today. I'm trying my best. Gels lead everything. It's nope. it's hey, on you. Gels, start us off with the first topic of today's podcast. The first topic is all about evolution, and they can't take this one out of the textbooks because it's about us Ooh. and how we've evolved as car enthusiasts over the last few years or so. Because I know personally, I've changed a lot. I don't know about you guys. I oh, went through yeah. my I went through my music taste on my old YouTube channel when I was sixteen, and I had some trash ass taste in music, and I feel like now I have to, I had some trash ass taste in cars. That's a good way to put it to compare how your like music taste changes along mm-hmm. with your car taste, and I think a little bit of it always stays with you, and like you can always go back to, and you're like, oh. all right, this song uh, it brings back some good times. Just like maybe you owned a really shitty car, but to you that car is oh yeah. What's well, like I was watch I was listening to like Borgor and original Bring Me the Horizon on this old favorites playlist and I'm like, this is very wild and outlandish music that says ridiculous things because it's I was young and boisterous and now I still listen to Bring Me the Horizon but his music is way different and I don't listen to Borgor anymore I don't even know if he's still making music I don't know but it's kind of the same thing with cars I feel like you're a little bit wilder. Yeah, so that's what we wanted to get into was yuckiness. How has it changed from when you first started as a car enthusiast, started getting into cars, started modifying your cars to now? Because I I know personally for me, uh, a lot has changed and I'm noticing it and I'm calling it out as it's kind of happening. Just like I still love slam cars. I still love stance cars. I love seeing them. But me personally... I kind of want to go a little a little more functional yeah. with my next setups. That's fair. Yeah, and I just like the I even like the way the functional setups look now and I can just my see boys, like my boys growing up. Yeah. Growing, <laughs> getting into uh, tires and maybe I won't do that arrow because it actually is just not functional at all <laughs> and and don't get me wrong, I'm still going to put not functional shit on my car. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I like. It's just yeah. like right now I don't like some of the same stuff that I used to as much. Yeah. What about you, Gels? What's the biggest? Hmm. Yeah, has anything changed or is? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, what I think mostly it is is like, you know, kind of growing up with everything, and then you know, just 
you know, past experiences and like learning from those experiences and be like, yeah, that was kind of fucking stupid. Like, show me an example. That. Uh, when I decided to plastic dip my wheels in like 20 degree weather shit? in like my parents' garage with no preparation and like two coats. I did that in your garage. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> See, you'll get there. You'll get there. And it was lime green too. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Full or it's just circle. like buying parts for the sake of just installing them, even mm-hmm. though it made absolutely no sense and yeah. there was like yeah. no cohesiveness with yeah. like anything. I got in a full fight with my father about ground wires. <laughs> because I bought ground wires for my 3000 GT and I was like, this is going to make a difference. Oh, and my yeah. father, who's an electrical engineer, <laughs> looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, mijo, <laughs> it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I'm I, like, no, father, it is. The The gauges are so much bigger and it's red and it says performance on it. And he's like, okay, mijo. Yeah. And then he just walked back inside. <laughs> my, <laughs> favorite, my favorite thing is when Alex tries to do an accent, it's always like Russian no matter who. <laughs> It's just every time. No matter what. Talking about his Mexican father. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what my dad sounds like. Ground wire. (laughs) Mijo. Mijo. I just don't remember. I don't even know how to do accents. I know. I know. It's my favorite. Do a a Mexican accent. I'm not going to do that. I tried to trap him. Yeah, that was was fucked up. Uh, I had a similar experience too. We had our, our Dodge Neon and we had to replace the brakes and I like. Was bagging my dad. You're like, you gotta get the ceramic brakes. Yeah, you gotta get the good brakes for me. I'm like, you know, upgrade, yeah, upgrade. Yeah. He's like, why the fuck would I do? It's <laughs> like those are sixty dollars, and these ones are like thirty. I'm not getting the fucking sixty dollar ones. I'm like, no, you should really get this. And I remember we went back and forth on that for so long, and it's just so stupid. It was. A- it reminds me a lot of, and I don't know if we've talked about it in the podcast, but there's like, you almost have this this graph of, you know how much time you spend in a hobby and then how much confidence you have in that hobby, right? And every single graph is the same. And you see it in 18-year-olds that talk a lot of shit on TikTok. Mm. They start in the scene and their, their confidence in what they know spikes. Like within the first year of being a part of it, they go to one track day and they're like, I know everything about track days. And they post their GoPro footage where they're like passing cars on a mm-hmm. practice lap or or there's a there's a group of cars getting off, you know, the yeah. track and they're like I passed this Lamborghini because I know how to drive a car. It's like no asshole, it's a fucking practice lap session. The guy's literally going off of the track. Anyway, over time like your Miata is falling apart behind yeah. me. I'm getting out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. He did a point by not because he thinks you're faster. Maybe he's just practicing a line. Maybe he's practicing a corner. Not everything is a race. Not everything's Gran Turismo. But anyway, you've got this graph, and then over time, as you spend more time in the hobby, your confidence actually like goes down because you learn so much more about the thing that there's so much more to consider before making a decision. And now all of a sudden, it may not seem like you have as much confidence, but you spent way more time in it. You started to get it more and more and more. Then finally, at the end, you get a little bit of an uptick in your confidence, but it never is that like that almost arrogance, yeah. arrogance and ignorance. And I feel like when you're 16, 17 years old, no matter if you want to admit it or not, we're all in that sense a little bit like, oh, you got to get this one or like no the ground wires they do make a huge difference yeah so i think there 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 does come like i think it comes with experience it comes with time it comes with like the trial and error things like you know like oh man yeah that was kind of stupid they were right about that or like no like i actually did enjoy that i actually really like that i think for me like i've always kind of leaned more towards like the like when you talk about like style of builds i think yeah. i always lean more towards like the functional side of things until i got the rx8 
And like, I, I really, <laughs> it was like having a, almost like a quarter life crisis of like, I never got to do this like fully to a mm-hmm. car when I was in like high school or like college yeah. or anything. Mm-hmm. And now I can, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go stupid with it. So like I did the loud rap, I did the big wing, you know, mm-hmm. we did the wide body and all that kind of stuff. We did the air suspension, like everything that like 18 to like 20 some year old me would have wanted it. You know, yeah. that's what we did to it. And I gotta say it was a ton of fun, but I mean, look at the car today it's completely yeah. different yeah, what's been neat is to watch you has, but... dial it back yeah now. you got to go crazy got to go wild got like you said do those things you never did and now you're like refining it mm-hmm. and i i really like that i think that's sick and I'm, I'm glad you did it because i think it's important not only like for the experiences that you got to like wrap a car and yeah. do all that but like it, it's so much especially as a content creator it's so much better to have the experiences to talk about and relate with people mm-hmm. versus just talking about it in general and really having no clue you know yeah and i I feel like i've always been one of like i would just like to try that yeah i mean it may not turn out good but i'm gonna try it and we're gonna gonna see how it goes and that's how it was with the wrap and when we wrapped it ourselves and you did a good job on that it it held up i mean there were some areas that were a little rough but i mean overall every rep yeah yeah there's yeah that's like that's the thing so okay question time okay ready Let's say you go back to your 16 to 18 year old days okay. when you felt you had a very strong opinion about something. <laughs> okay. Going back from then to now, what is one thing that you said back then that may have been controversial in the car scene that you still stand behind to this day? Dakota, you oh, go first. Oh shit. Okay, let me think. So some... And say and say how long ago it was. I, I got to think of something controversial. I don't know if I'm necessarily the most controversial. And that I still st- see. That's the problem. Is I look at all my Facebook memories from back when I was it's 16, 18, and I rough. hate myself. I <laughs> hate seeing that shit. It's like, my God, yeah. what was wrong? I with remember me? like going back and like seeing like the memories pop up. Like yeah, my four twenty eight, my clips. Like we got us. I'm like that. Dude. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So it's like yeah. I don't know how much of. I'll I mean, take you on a run. Yeah. I'll race you in my three thousand yeah. GT SL. No, mine was like <laughs> th- this is dead ass. I can remember one. Um, that I remember perfectly that I seen, I was just like, oh my fucking God. It was, I had my PT Cruiser, I had four 12-inch Type R subwoofers in it, and I was going through the McDonald's drive through <laughs> and the person at the window asked if I could turn my music down because it was literally shaking the stuff inside. So if I could just turn it down, I posted about it on Facebook because I thought it was the coolest shit. Yeah, McDonald's worker has me turn my music down. And <laughs> I'm 12-inch type bars really slapping. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, that that was a really bad one. And it's like that constantly. I just such stupid posts. Anyways, okay, something I said that was controversial that I still hang on to today. Yeah, that's a tough... I, hmm, I can't really think of any of Because what I was going to ask... Was you um, can change the question. Or, okay. Well, can you go first? So then I can. Yeah, you think got a little one because I I almost hate Wait, everything. Why, why are both of you turning on me at the same time? I, I can't really think of one either because I I I'm sound a little arrogant. I feel like I have looked back and be like, no, yeah, that was a stupid take. Yeah. to have. Yeah, like, I learned a lot. Yeah. That's for sure. I, I don't know if there's anything that like because it's like yeah, I, the same thing. It's like I look back at this. I'm like, man, that was so great. I guess the only thing that I've really stuck by is like I I've always just made the cars I. I've wanted to make sure. and I've done the mods that I've wanted to do, whether they were stupid or not. I like there was people that I was inspired by, I'll say, but I wasn't like influenced or wanted to do a copycat build or seen a, a car and like I want to build just 
exactly that maybe a little bit with my cobalt as I was learning but I've always just wanted to do my vision make the car my own and that's a constant that stayed is always wanting to modify something even when I wanted to not modify something I got out of the car scene for those couple months that I tried mm-hmm. I still ended up modifying that boring ass car that I had so I think that's the only constant that has stayed but I've definitely learned a lot and said a lot of stupid shit so that's fair yeah that's fair I would say Probably the thing that I said back then that I still stand behind today, number one, is, like, when people hyper-focus in one type of, like, subculture in the scene mm-hmm. and they don't get any sort of interaction with other parts of the scene, yeah, they, like, they almost lose credibility in my eyes when they start talking about things outside of that space. Yeah. Like, there are people that will, you know, that have never you know, ran bags. They've only ran static their entire life, so they just talk shit about right. bags. They have forever. no reference point. But they have no reference point. It's like, yeah. oh, well, my buddy, you know, one yeah. time had yeah. this. Yeah. Buddy people... that installed it in 45 yeah. minutes yeah. and has three kinks of the line and one's torn. Yeah, air ride sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, though, with, like, people that I had this happen with when autocross was at least really taking off in, like, my local area, mm-hmm. where, you know, autocross was the best thing in the world, and going to the drag strip was, like, akin to killing an animal. Like, just, who goes to the drag strip? Children? You don't know how to drive if you just go to a drag strip. And it's yeah. like, well, have Jesus. you ever been to a drag strip before? And they're like, no. You just put a gas pedal in a straight line. It's like, well, there's more to it so than that, than right? That. There's, there's, yeah. there's a ton of fun in drag racing. It's, like, one of my favorite cheap-ass automotive activities you can do it's still the cheapest one i think you can do i mean yeah you anything. literally can just like go on a friday yeah. night like oh it's Testing a wir you're gonna be like yeah here's 20 bucks i'm gonna run a couple laps down the yeah it's like here you go so i stand behind that still that like you you have to if you do if you are an opinionated person that's totally fine you know especially in the automotive scene but if you're going to be like vocal and opinionated, you have to have something to stand on. The actual experience behind you matters. You can't just have an opinion on things to have an opinion on things. Right. Because nowadays it seems like everybody has an opinion on what people should or shouldn't do. And it's like, well, what experience do you have? Well, none. Okay, then shut the fuck up. Like, it's <laughs> as simple as that. Like, don't have an opinion on something if you don't have the experience. At least if you're trying to. Uh, change other people's perception on it. Like, you can have an opinion on something, but if you're going out there telling me that every other form of motorsport is trash, but you haven't done that motorsport before, I think that's silly. Yeah, I think it's fine to, like, not have an interest in it, but it's not right right to tear it apart, like, especially if there's a large crowd that, you know, really enjoys it. And, yeah, you at least have to have some experience in it a little bit, I think, to... Oh, absolutely. There's also more of a hot take one, and that is that I really think that the amount of people that complain about their Plasti-Dip application versus the people that defend Plasti-Dip being an identical replacement to paint. <laughs> I don't think that's, I just don't think that's true. And that's true. fair because you did do it. Just to talk you about did it. it. Yeah. You did it right. I did it multiple times too. And 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 I remember people that didn't talk like Plasti-Dip was a direct replacement of paint got like shit on by the Plasti-Dip community, like mm-hmm. absolutely trashed on. And I I've done it three times with multiple different cars and I've done it correctly. I followed the thing to spec. I followed the application to spec. I used the right materials, the right amount. Mm-hmm. I used people that have done it before. I had the proper ventilation. I could have practically painted my Datsun in the way that we had it. You probably could have. And it just didn't look that good. It just, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Great... I think it's good for <clears throat> smaller things like sure. wheels probably being the biggest and then like logos or, yeah. you know, yeah. like the, your Mazda logo on your car or something like that. Like 
I'm sure I, it's progressed from I, then well, to now. I'm not. But. I'm not a huge like. I am not an advocate for Plasti Dip or telling people that they should go use it to modify their car. I I just did it recently. I did it once as a 16 year old and once as now. So it's cool <laughs> to see the the differences. I did it a lot better this time, and it's held up. I don't have anything bad to say about it, but I wanted to do it just specifically for a winter set because I didn't give a fuck. And the point was not giving a fuck, and I knew I was gonna thrash it around and it's my stock wheels and i didn't have money for paint so i was like fuck it let's try this plasti dip thing again and it's held up but it does look like you can tell it's dip you know it's dip when you get up close to it and pictures on ig yeah maybe not but like walking up in person it it has that tactile rubbery finish to it and it just it will never look as good as paint it'll never look as good as wrap and, and even rap is so hard. I think with rap yeah. is how popular it's gotten. Everybody thinks that it's like a one to one to paint. It's it's like no. no, I stand I stand pretty firm on the fact that paint is paint. Yeah, paint I mean is there the are some really there are yeah, some really paint. quality raps out there, yep. and I, I, I'm not gonna lie, they look good. Yeah, I mean I have nothing against raps. No, I don't mind it, it but, but it's yeah, not it's, paint. Paint is paint. Yeah. Rap is rap, and dip is dip. Like yeah. it's just their their own Stay thing. in your lane. Okay. Yeah, literally. Right. <laughs> we got a little sidetrack, which is perfectly fine. But what I the question I was thinking of, and I wanted to hear from you guys, was: Is there because we all have a style? I would say mm-hmm. to modifying our cars and building them and things like that. Is there anything from your original, like when you started days, that you carried through to now? It's almost like your question, but it's still a little bit different. In like what same characteristics do your cars end up having that you've had to carry through? Sure. Um, Oh, man. I feel like when it comes to, like, overall style and stuff like that, I'm still trying to refine that, personally. And I think, you know, it'll always evolve and it'll always change and stuff like that, but I feel like I'm still kind of working on it just because I haven't been able to modify cars in the past as much as I have within the last few years. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like it's really starting to come to fruition now. Um, but what I've what I've noticed myself focusing on a lot is like not going after like the most expensive parts, but going after quality parts. Sure. And like the the difference that that makes. Because like when I look back to like my Neon and my Eclipse, that shit was built off eBay. Like I literally yeah. bought the the 428 engine from eBay. I bought a header off eBay. It was like the you know, knockoff brand. It was like the Amusa exhaust for a hundred dollars. Like, yep. and it, you know, it was like, it worked, it got the job done, but like after a year, the exhaust would rattle. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like yep. rusting and, you know, and you know, and like, that's when I got like the FRS. I was like, I want to put good parts on it. And I got the Gretty exhaust. I got the Tomei header. I got, you know, like mm-hmm. he's like saved up more yep. and bought like the actual nice part. I was like, holy shit, this is so nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's always the cool thing though that I feel like you start finding what you just kind of explained in in build threads. Yes. I think that's the the what's so fun about reading build threads that it just doesn't seem to be a thing anymore, which is people will talk like that. Mm-hmm. They explain why they went and bought the part. Not just that they bought the part, but right. like I wanted to go after an authentic part, something that really worked well, and I found that product X did that for me. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's like when people start talking about coilovers, you know, they're always like, well, if I want to go on the racetrack, I got to go get KWs. And it's like, KW's a fantastic coilover that's $4,000. Right. Yeah. You know, there's alternatives yeah. to that. And that's what I mean. That's why I, was, I wasn't going buying like the top of the line, like spend money just to spend money because, oh, more money means better quality. It's yeah. like, no, I, I legit went out and like researched like, how did people, you know, how did what were people's experience with this? 
How did it hold up? How does mm-hmm. it sound? How does it look? You know, and and that's what I was focusing on. I'm like, I don't want to have to keep spending money on shitty parts or like cheaper parts because like they don't last it like you know more than a year versus just okay spend the 200 extra dollars generally like the feminine is terrible and the installation is horrendous and it's just yeah overall like in the entire experience yeah the the experience changes incredibly and and it's not even you don't even have to spend that much more right you really don't yep yep totally dakota well oh okay you're going last yeah, I am because you didn't even ask to answer the question that I asked. I thought I <laughs> no, forgot. I did. I did. I did. I said there was one constant, and that was. Uh, anyways, okay, I'll answer it. I think because it, it took a little bit to find my style, and I tried a few different things. Yeah. Um, and I've, I think it it finally hit with my Evo, um, but. I've always liked really low cars. I thought that looked really cool. So I did that for a while. But then where it kind of evolved and then became my specific style, I'd say that others have done too. I'm not like claiming it, but is I've loved the track look and combining that with stance Mm -hmm. um, to like, you know, getting arrow bits like canards, splitters, side skirts, wings. um, And then, but going with more stancier wheels and stancier suspension and, going with that look and kind of combining them together. Like I said, I kind of started that with the Evo and it's carried through from the Evo to the Focus to the Supra. Um, and I think that's kind of where I like, even nowadays, I still like that look. Like I think some of the best looking cars out there are time attack cars. I, oh yeah. They're, mm-hmm. oh, they're yeah. just like, cause they look like they want to kill you or eat yeah. You. And like, they almost, everything is for, it, a it looks like a monster. Yeah. And it's all functional though. Everything right? is purpose. It has a point and, uh, and it's mostly pilot. It, it, they almost look like, yeah, fake not real like they just look like monster cars and they're so insane um and some of them are super crazy what are you doing eating hair oh there's something in that coke why are you looking at me <laughs> no, i didn't yeah, package well, that your fridge <laughs> you roofy gels alex i might have <laughs> no but that's what it is for me so let me hear from you alex um or has your style just changed completely 100 percent? no not really i I think my favorite thing to do with my cars has been to merge different cultures and timelines. Um, and the greatest example was that when I had my Datsun 280Z, that was a 1976, and we had a 355 supercharged V8 in it, and then we poked a, an intake cowl out of the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we did that again when I had the E55 AMG, and I really wanted to bring like a domestic look to this European vehicle. So we went with these really, you know, chunky tires to give it a little bit more of a domestic look. We've purposely raked the car a little bit to give it a little bit more of that like battle drag yeah. stance. Yeah. Um, you when really I had my had a hodgepodge of fucking. When vehicles. I bought the <laughs> the 996, I really wanted to give it the the European uh, initial look, and then combine it with like the Japanese undertone. So we went with, you know, more of a Japanese style wheel with the directional, and then we went with the the blown out livery that looks like it was, you know, ran around on a, on a racetrack. With the Ferrari, it's kind of been the same thing, like trying to combine some of the things that I love about the Japanese culture and how they do their fitment on their wheels, but then adding in, um, you know, some different, I don't know, colors and themes, things that you would look at it and you're like, that doesn't just look like, you know, that branded car. It looks like if somebody took that car and wanted to make it look a little more tuner, look make it look a little bit more domestic. And then I try to pair that with like generations. You know, like the the 2001 996 had a livery that we literally took inspiration from a 2001 Super GT Porsche, and we said, what would that livery look like 
if we made it in 2020 and then literally backdated it and said, well, what if it was on the car for 20 years? So mm-hmm. design something for 2020, make it look like it was it was yeah. put on the car in 2000. What do we get? And then how do we kind of make that work with everything else that was going on the car? So I don't know. It's just like combining different styles and then combining different generations. I really enjoy doing that. That's it's really fun. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And I guess I never really like have I have noticed it, but like haven't like put it together. Yeah. So like the the 430, we want to do a livery on it again. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take the concepts of the 1970s Ferrari F1 livery that they put together with a mm. colorway for the new thing that we're launching or the new thing that I'm launching in April, but then putting a, a little bit of spice into saying, you know, there's a lot of new trends coming out of Japan that have to do with like chalk design and like mm. flat color, then outlining things. And it's like, well, what happens if we start playing with that look? If we put those looks together, what do we what do we get? And then go from there absolutely well that timer lets us know that it's time to take a break so let's uh go pee and poop and come back so gross all right welcome back new subject on the table here and i want to fire it off right away what you got because i think it's a spicy and i've never really fully understood it and i've tried to understand it and i kind of get it but maybe not to the fullest extent it is should you be loyal to one car brand or is it okay to just be loyal to one car brand? Hmm. 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 I think we got three people here who have <laughs> I don't not give been a loyal to a single about car brand. brands. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about car brands, to be honest with you. I'm going to buy whatever vehicle I like at that yeah. certain time. I think it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, personally, I mean, I've had a handful of vehicles from... BMW, Mazda, BMW. Subaru, Toyota, both kind of thing, I guess. Um, you know, <clears throat> had had a fair share, and I wouldn't say that nothing. And maybe, maybe someone probably could argue, well, it's those brands that you choose. You know, wait till you drive this. <laughs> but you know, that's that's where that conversation comes in. But I mean, I don't know. I I like experiencing like other cars and other platforms, and I think that you know there are brands out there that do some really good things and there are brands out there that have some shortcomings and you know i think it's fine to have like a brand loyalty to a brand you know but (laughs) therein comes a lot of arrogance as well in some cases where it's like no this is the best brand and anything else sucks because you know you run into those people you really do and and then you get into a lot of like hate and shaming on other brands as well you know like yeah. subaru gets a lot of shit and i think some okay of so wait with fun, that being said what's the worst brand oh <laughs> there you go the worst see no no nope, nope. i don't know no, i don't know brand. the worst the worst brand. brand worst brand you no you can't just turn the question no, back you. around because you're ner- <laughs> you nervous i'm not nervous at all i just don't have an Gels? opinion i think mitsubishi what new like nowadays mitsubishi but why do you say have you had one of their SUVs? Do you really know? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, because like they're awful. Them. They're doing something, right? They're still around. Barely. Barely. No, but they are. We're Scion FRS boy. <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> yeah, GR86 doing that fantastic. That was, that was on purpose. Scion yeah. gone. Scion yeah. was on purpose. Though. They were giving out free hairdos at car events. That was no. And they were like, okay, yes. Yes. Were they really? Yeah, yeah, that's actually a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And they tried to be hip and cool, and everyone's they were, like, oh, "They were. They okay. were hip and cool. They did. Yeah. It just didn't play. Just, I'm not. Just, hate, I'm just talking. Just, just to be clear for the fans out there, 
the integration of Cyan and Toyota was 100% calculated. That was a short-term play for Toyota the entire time because Toyota was trying to figure out how to make Toyota cool, and yeah. they, couldn't, they didn't want to risk the Toyota brand name. So right. they purposely built Scion mm-hmm. as a stepping stone for college kids to get used to what would be a Toyota second purchase. They did the whole thing on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when they did get rid of Scion, all those people, they didn't care anymore because they were all either buying Subaru or buying Toyotas or about to jump into well, a Toyota. I, I give a lot of props to Scion. I think they did a lot of cool things. I mean, like- Flat rate pricing. Yeah. Flat rate pricing. I mean, you got like the FRS and then, you know, that whole, like it, it kind of launched like a new era of like sports cars, I feel like, like entry level sports cars. Yeah, they were the one of the first ones to bring it back because all you had at the time really was Nissan and Nissan 350Zs at the time knew were, were yeah, pricey. I remember when the BRZ came out and the FRS came out and like that was right around the time with like the Gen Coupe and everything like that. And like seeing those two cars together at like the meets for the first time, I was like, holy yeah, shit. No, the Jenny, I, Jenny Coupes looked so yeah. good good when those cars came out when i was in high school i did think the xb and the tc were cool the tc i thought was was pretty neat yeah no i like the xb the box we're not gonna talk i think because there was like (laughs) no because they they made like an xbox one or something and the game system was like in it i Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like at the chicago auto show or where i see my ride You that's, I thought a lot of those cars was, were cool too. It was so seven PM probably, on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a good chance. Yeah, I'm probably a good it. chance. What uh, do you think, Dakota though? I think brand loyalty. I think people that are dead set on one brand and one brand only are fucking dumb. Damn. I, I, I truly I think you are so narrow minded that you need to open it up a little bit. And again, now I'm not completely shitting. If you like a brand, cool. That's great. That's awesome. But being those those you know the one type of person I'm talking about that's just like, <laughs> I got a Ford and Chevys can shit my pants. <laughs> and then they got like the Ford parking only garage yep, sign yep, yep, and yep. A, a Ford owner lives here sign in the yard and a Ford decal on their Ford truck. And It's like the kid that's pissing on the Chevy logo. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. it goes for any brand. It's not just Ford or Chevy or domestic brand. It, this happens all the time where people just absolutely shit on another brand because they have a certain brand. And again, some of it's in good fun. Some of it is like they wholeheartedly believe this and they have no idea and i think that's i think people need to be more open-minded in the car community and give a chance to cars and then form an opinion and then if you don't like a certain brand because of certain opinions you have sure that's great i I hear you but gtr master race (laughs) it's the best car ever thousand horsepower supra that's a bajillion, bajillion horsepower you are saying words right now bajillion power rx7 that sounds sick, actually. 90s what is Master Race. I don't know. I'm just saying the comments of, like, TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I And, you know, I look at the cars. I've been primarily, like, Japanese cars. And, like, that's just what I like. I mean, I don't know if you consider that brand loyalty in a sense, but. No. I, I mean, I don't know if I would say that I'm brand loyal. But I do. I do, hard I, do have, Porsche. I do have a type. <laughs> yeah, he does. I do have a type. My type is like heritage vehicles, heritage brands. Yeah. I do like brands that carry a a, a certain like pedigree, like Suzuki. He's in motor so hard to not like say Suzuki Porsche. cars. No, not oh. like Suzuki. So what are the you Suzuki to? Jimmy is an awesome vehicle, by the way. Jimmy. Yeah. What are you referring to? What brand then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say not that one. I'll say another one. I enjoy, so like one of the things that I really, really enjoyed back when I was 18 or 19 was picking up a 
uh, Audi C5 A6. Sure. It's the ugly Audi from that time frame. The B5S4 was the was the good looking one. That was the Nagaro blue, the Amoli yellow, the beautiful. You got a 2.7T. Is a twin turbo six speed all wheel drive car. And I got the C5A6 that had the same exact engine, same exact trans because I was a broke college kid and it was like half the price. Um, but the reason I bought that was because of all the history that I had learned about why the 2.7T and why the Quattro all-wheel drive system was built in those cars for that reason, taking off from the group rally racing from the 80s and the 90s. So I like buying cars that have like some sort of heritage and motorsport behind them and then that turning eventually into a road car i do like that i like that transition so like yeah, yeah. the 996 porsche was kind of the same thing it was the last you know there it is <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the first i'm sorry it was the first water-cooled turbocharged car that came from Porsche at the time sure. and by all definitions was an incredible car but because it had the squished headlights it got crushed for resale value. So it was like, it was such a great car to pick up because from a performance perspective- It was all there. Yeah, it was 620 horsepower to the wheels, all wheel drive, like damn near kill you kind of car. Um, and like that list just kind of goes on and on. So I, I do like, that's I think maybe sometimes I have an issue with Hyundai. I think that's whoa, why whoa. sometimes I have this man. From? He just Where? any chance he gets to shit stomp KDM cars, he's like he's ready. He's like I, I really dude. like heritage cars. You know the ones, the legacy they all come from, and I just hate Hyundai. Every goddamn that's, time. That's, okay, but let me hear you out. Let me no, hear you out. So here's why, because I do get a lot of flack for this on on YouTube. Is people get surprised. people get mad at me for not liking them and. I need to say this before anything else. I know a lot of people that own Hyundais, and I they're fantastic people. They're like the nicest oh, okay. group right. of people. Okay. Okay? I was say, we don't the have, KDM, we're talking about cars. Or yeah, <laughs> I know. But like the problem is, is when I talk smack about them, I imagine the group of like Adro friends that I met, and I'm like, I'm talking shit directly about their cars, and I don't mean to. They are um, all hopping in there, and Elantra ends right now. I know. <laughs> They'll probably break before they get here. Oh my God. So anyway, no, my Hyundai thing just has to do with the fact that I feel like Hyundai treats those performance cars as like quick ca cash grabs. And then in three years, they come out with like a new car, a new lineup, a new performance thing. And everything for the heritage that could have been in like the Veloster, for instance, is dead. It's gone forever. And they're like, oh, no, no. Now it's the Elantra and the Kona N. And so everybody's going to get ramped up about the Elantra and the Kona N. And then the Kona N's probably going to get discontinued because it can't meet emission regulations, which Hyundai knew it wasn't going to meet emission regulations, produced it anyway so that they could make the money, and then they're probably going to kill off that line, and what's going to replace it? I don't know, well, some I mean, other brand new Hyundai name. Volkswagen did that, but then they just lied years. about I mean, it. Like, not every brand, I think, has to be like a heritage brand. I, mean, I see nothing wrong with Hyundai coming out and be like, Hey, here's a new platform every four years. I don't see anything wrong with that. But I do because a lot of times the the people he in the automotive no, because the people in the automotive <laughs> community like, I can't put an old race car wrap on it because there's no old Hyundai race car. Well, there's that, and there's the fact that these aren't first time buyers. The automotive community a lot of times aren't first time buyers. Like they're not the first one to get that car. They're the second, they're the third, they're the fourth, they're the fifth. They're not the first. So it's like by the time that car gets to the 18-year-old that has $5,000 to spend and the car's on its like seventh owner, it's like halfway falling apart. 
like every car that an eighteen-year-old buys. Yeah. Not true. Have you uh, seen my two forty? Well, that's is that your first car? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did you but see my Eclipse? Owner. Yeah. Well, no, you just didn't drive it. I drove my Eclipse all the time. I drove it to your shows plenty of times, actually. Oh, yeah. here we and, go. Uh, Alex didn't and take a look at nah, it. Clearly <laughs> not. You gave me an award for it, you fucker. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. I did do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So it was there. At okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I, I'm not going to lie. I was listening and I blacked out for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, I give got me, Give me got lost a one-sentence cleanup summary. Maybe a couple sentences. I'll give you a couple sentences because it's hard. Of why you dislike Hyundai. A summary, couple Still sentences. Evidence? Not not this huge heritage story type shit. I well, just need a couple sentences that's, here. That's supporting evidence. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Give me 10 seconds. Okay. All right. Uh, you need to stop making noise. I, this Shh. is a podcast. If just, we go radio dead. <laughs> dead air. Every, They're clicking every, off. Everybody besides Dakota can talk. I don't talk anyway. Entertain them. Um. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, again. Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan. Dakota's got like four skills, and that was two of them. He's going to start clapping with one hand. <laughs> I mean, I can do that, but I can't see it on the podcast, and it's going to sound like I'm not clapping with one hand. <laughs> What's it going to sound like? Uh, <laughs> I think my, my hesitation with Hyundai as a brand has to do with their inability Man, to want to build a legacy for the Spit cars it out! <laughs> for the cars that they make and that is the reason why. Lame. Boo. I, I wanted more. I wanted no, some juicy. No, you it's not now really if you would now if you would have said like they slapped that huge fucking N logo everywhere. No, then, then I like, agree. Like, no, the thing is, okay, hear, hear me out for a second. I think I don't the problem is is Hyundai made cars for a while. And they're a lot older than people realize. Like, the Genesis wasn't, like, when Hyundai started. They go way back. Yeah. And they built shit cars. They weren't good. They were very unreliable. They were bad. They don't want a heritage. They want the opposite (laughs) of heritage. They said, please, please, Alex, forget about our old cars. Here's our new stuff. Check out all our new stuff. Look (laughs) at We just (laughs) made a new one. That's the exact. No, no, no. This is the the exact problem. They need a new brand. Because then they're like, okay, here, look at all this new stuff. By the way, we made the the fucking logo light up. We put fake flames in the digital dash when you turn it to the end mode. We gave you all of these sounds to make the car sound like it's a race car. We gave you all of this surface level vanity shit. Instead of saying, hey, the real problem with our cars is longevity. It's making a car that can last a period of time in the motorsport realm. Instead, they're like, hey, we're going to make the fucking bre- like cat, the bar that's in your trunk. We're going to make it red. The cat? We're going to make that red. Cat the strut bar. bar. The strut oh, bar. Okay. Cat bar. Okay. But I, I, I guess personally, I haven't heard these reliability issues or issues oh. of these newer cars or Veloster owners being like, yeah, 100K, know... this fucker went through eight engines. I haven't heard that at all. I just I know that it's been blowing up lately. That's all I, I And I, I've heard stuff about like cheaper Hyundai interior stuff before. Yeah. And I, I've came across it. I've noticed that the seats squeak. You get a little bit of creak, creak going on. Maybe the infotainment system is a little gaudy, just like 90% of them out there. I'm just I'm trying to find the real reason. That is the real reason. Now there's something. There's something. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there's something. No, we'll that's, keep trying that, to pry that, it that out. That is the real all right, all right, all right. reason. I, I want to flip this on its head a little bit. Okay. So we've been talking about brand loyalty, if it's all right or not. Yep. All right. If you had to pick one brand for the rest of your life, what would it oh. be? Oh. So now we gotta mm. Easy. 
Easy. Suzuki? <laughs> Easy. Love them Jimmy. Oh, Hyundai. Simple. Kia. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. That, oh, man, this is tough. This is like when you say one fast food restaurant for the rest of your life. And Taco I really John's. Just gotta, ask, ask me the next question. No, okay. Well, you didn't answer the first one. One Porsche, car brand. Porsche. Oh. There it is. Easy. Okay, Jules, do you have one in mind? Because I'm really struggling with I, this one. I think if I were to answer this question like based off of everything going on right now, I'd probably have to say Toyota. Ooh, good point. Honestly, Just I mean, because they've been doing some really cool shit, it. and I don't see them slowing like throughout down our entire of... life too. Yeah. Not just like just now or yeah, just in the nineties. Like it was like yeah, they they've have always that, done. They cool have shit. that like upswing right now with like Gazoo Racing and they like got all good the trucks. Shit. They got good cars. Yeah. Well, they're prob- they're probably a bit of everything. They're probably also reporting their credit uh, accurately to those that take financed Toyotas out. Unlike Hyundai doing that with 2.1 like, million make... Americans because they don't know how to even do their Listen, own finances. I, I don't give a shit about that. They make cool cars. That's <laughs> God. I, I would use cool loosely. I'm just, I wanted to find the core reason why Alex hey Anyways, okay. So one brand, the reason I, I, I was thinking about this while you're talking, I struggle with this so much is because like, I don't think long term about pretty much anything. <laughs> That's true. Ever. It's very true. And then not only that, but like I haven't. Like I'm, there's not one thing I stick to. I was a Android user that went to Apple. I was a Nikon yeah. shooter that went to Sony. I was an Xbox kid that went to PlayStation. Like you were a Taco Bell kid that went, went to, to Taco, Taco John. Oh my God! Oh, no. that's it's with everything. I don't know if there's one thing it's happening that I just stick. To. I love brand He's a hopping. Changed man. No, I love doing it because then I feel like I can have an opinion on it because yeah. I've experienced it. I've used it, and then that and fucker that says Apple sucks and he's had Androids is whole life it's like no you can't fucking say you haven't even tried you don't know yeah sometimes apple does suck but what i'm saying is it's really hard to pick just because part of the fun in the car scene and community and stuff has been owning all the different makes and models i went from ford to chevy to chrysler to mitsubishi to toyota slash bmws <laughs> you know i've just had a volkswagen ton of different brands. Yeah. Oh, too many volkswagens too many and um <clears throat> you have to when you own one volkswagen you're actually legally obligated i just volkswagen all of a sudden started five. buying more it was yeah. crazy i it bought really one and did then happen it's like it a like problem sport wagon 20th anniversary mark yeah. four jetta <laughs> fucking just volkswagen you out ended of up with like three volkswagens and it was within like year. yeah yeah within con- a year i'm convinced volkswagen people are the equivalent of plat plant people like Volkswagen yeah. people are the equivalent of plant people. Once you have one, you go out and you buy like ten plants. It's the yeah, same thing with Volkswagen. Yeah, I could, I could see that. That makes sense. How many plants you got? <laughs> no, I, they don't combine though. It's just the same kind of mentality of like you get one and you're like, oh, I kind of have right, to get right, this okay, one. Okay, okay. Guppies. No, God. guppies. <laughs> I am wearing the fish hat, so that's a fair. Um, no, okay. So one brand I get, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My God, you've been thinking about this Dude, for a it, minute. We've I talked. Don't, I, don't, this is, I knew this minutes. was going to be tough for him. I don't know if I could answer it honestly. What I do you think? Know. What do you think Sean Berger would say is his? I, I think Ford? he'd be in the same fucking boat. I think yeah, he'd he say would. Mercedes. Oh yeah, you're right. I, I said Ford because I just know how bad he wants a Mustang Cobra, and I feel like if he did get that car, he would almost be content for Sean. Long. If you hear but, this, if you're watching this, for the love of God. Just buy a goddamn Ford Termy by now. Yeah. It's been like nine years. I've known you for at least a decade, almost. Just buy one. At this point, just go in debt. He wants it in that, that uh, what's that, the cut name Mystique. of that color? Yeah. Mystique. Mystique. Yeah, 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 trust yeah. me. I know. I've only heard him talk about it <laughs> literally okay. since I was 16. If I had to pick, yep, I'd probably pick Toyota too. Okay. If you couldn't pick Toyota because he has the same answer, what would you pick? 
Okay, if Toyota was off the table. Yeah, he's getting in his Toyota RAV4 to because the world is ending. I'm getting in a <laughs> Porsche Cayenne GTS. All right, okay. I, You're going to jump into a... I was almost going to say Nissan, but then I realized that I'm going to have the same three okay. options for the next 40 years. <laughs> he's going to jump so into a I'm not going to do that. Jump into your 30-year-old brand new Nissan. <laughs> Parts will be available, though. That's true. Okay, no, I plead the fifth. No more. No more. I'm out. I'm tapping out. I can't. It's so hard to make a decision with. with I'm tapping out. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I do have another question, though, really quick. All right. All right, so we we got got five minutes left, okay? Not of the podcast. We're just taking another break. We're just taking another break. We have the world is ending, okay? No! Okay. Who told you that? There's a comma. comma. Why? Comet? It's 2012, right? The the world's going to end on December 21st of 2012, (laughs) if you remember this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you you that. run you run out to the garage right mm-hmm. you have all your you have all the stuff that you have to bring with you you have to survive in 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 a post apocalyptic world with one vehicle that never runs out of gas what is your go to one of one utility vehicle that can do it all Volkswagen Harlequin that is the worst car you could have picked. <laughs> Hear me out. How are you so decisive on that? But you can't that's, pick a brand. <laughs> that is his, like... That's my bug-out vehicle. Yeah, that's his bug-out vehicle. Could you imagine, like, you're trying to, like, stay alive most, yeah. in this post-apocalyptic world, like The Walking Dead, and a all you see is, like, a fucking... car coming yeah. <laughs> A Harlequin. Scraping and shit. Mac Miller's just playing like fifty miles an hour top. Honestly, I'd be like... I'd be jealous, honestly. Like, damn, that dude's doing it right. It's it's kind of like the Family Guy skit where they're they're all in the jungle and there's like army guys oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden Peter Griffin comes out and he's dressed as a clown and he's like you guys are idiots they're looking for army guys <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's the mentality I right like there it. I like uh-huh. it hmm. and I'd probably oh god um, your number one bug out vehicle is hmm. what remember you have unlimited gas yeah I mean in, in like to be realistic you probably want like an SUV or like a truck. yeah that's why like like a forerunner comes to mind like yeah. immediately. Big Toyota guy. Dude, yeah. big Toyota. Loves Toyota. <laughs> big Toyota guy. They make guy. cool shit. They I do. Know. No, I love and forerunners. And it's all insanely overpriced. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. The dash is still from yeah. like 22 years ago yeah, for some really reason. Is. Yeah, I'd probably go forerunner. Fuck it. That's cool. I'd probably go with a Sprinter van. That'd be cool. Like practical. a Mercedes. Yeah, it's practical okay. diesel. They last no. for literally ever. Yeah. Then I would do a Ford Transit. Ford Transit, would, that's a good one. It'd be slammed. Okay, we lost some wheels. of it. Okay, we lost it, a little bit more. <laughs> it'd be sick, because those things look dope when they're they're lowered. So you guys are just going to make TikToks and van life when the world ends, huh? Absolutely. No. Yeah, yeah I'm going to open the doors. It's going to be like a Pacific Northwest edit with like tea. Like showing you how to like, you know. This is paint. how you live off the grid. This is how I painted get, my. Get ready with me, and then I'll, you know, get, I don't know. It's I weird. installed vinyl floors into my transit van. That will last six months yeah. until it gets wet one year, and then the entire thing is going to get ruined. Anyway, that was that's... a lot of shade thrown in the last couple minutes there. I yeah, I don't know. It was it's kind of ridiculous, kind of like the Hyundai comments. How would you out. sleep? Would you fit in a Harlequin if you needed to sleep in one? Yeah, that's supposed to be kind of fat shaming shit. Was <laughs> it's that? not fat shaming. You have a lot of shit you got to carry with you. Oh, it's the apocalypse. I don't got to carry shit. It's a hatch. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you like this? It, it's a functional. A golf was made for the people. I'm not saying it wasn't made for the people. 
I'm saying it was a post-apocalyptic situation. I'm not gonna have much. What? There's still fucking roads. What? Do you, what's the big issue? There's just nobody else. Have you never watched them. an apocalyptic movie? Like there's yeah. shit all over the roads. You got to go off-road sometimes. You got to carry all your shit with you. You're you gonna need to learn how to shoot to. a bow and arrow. You're gonna I know how to, to shoot a bow and arrow. Blood you're to gonna stay alive. Bow. You're gonna have to double tap. And you're saying through in all of this, <laughs> everything's just going to get in the hatch. Everything's going to fit. Have you owned hatchbacks? They're nice. A lot of room. Yeah, I, yes. I'm just out of all the vehicles. That's your, that's it. it always I'm with them on my, this one. It, it's yeah. always been my bug out vehicle, so I have to do it. Like I said, for years. if you're making jokes in front of me and I got to pick some models, then yeah, Ford Transit, sure, we'll, we'll run with no, that. No, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure that you were confident in your answer. A bulletproof Ford Transit. Missile proof. <laughs> Missiles? There's a lot of missiles. <laughs> if you ever watched post-apocalyptic movies, missiles everywhere. There's missiles everywhere. There's not missiles everywhere. Sometimes. Depends what post-apocalyptic world you're living in. I'll see you in Alaska. All right. I think it's a perfect time to take a little bit of a break and stay tuned. We got one more subject to come back to, and then who knows? Maybe we'll fire off some random questions that we do at the end, and that's always a good time as well. Yeah. 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 Meow. And we're back with the next segment of the Martini Works podcast. Well, what are we talking about, Gels? What's what's on the docket for today? What's on for the third segment? I forgot. What? Okay. Well, it's the seg- what makes a good yeah, car? Yeah, I was just gonna say it's <laughs> it's talking sick. about what what really is the sauce to understanding how to make a properly the good looking Big car. Mac sauce. There's a fucking a recipe. There is a I there is a recipe. You. There's people out there that that no matter what they build, they seem to just hit the mark right. And you know why that is? Why? I know why it is. Why is that? Yeah, give us it's, a secret sauce. It's cohesiveness. It's well, does everything. Right. I thought you were going to drop some dumb. I was expecting I know, some I've been on some bullshit tonight, <laughs> yeah. but like, I, I was looking forward to this topic. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I truly. It. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here he goes. He's going to say something stupid yeah. to me. <laughs> no, I truly think like. Finding something and like making sure that it, it just flows, like the overall like flow of the vehicle and the build, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think when you really start to see cars and like it'll have a huge wing and then it'll have like a roof rack, or it'll like you know like it's just it's like a mix match of like different styles yeah. and it's like you can just see the trends in the vehicle. It's like yeah. oh you did that because of this TikTok video. You did that because it was cool in 2016, and you can finally afford it. You did this because it, you know, yeah. like I was fucking calling people <laughs> yeah. out right now. He's like, "Get rid of your VSKFs, you fuck." Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, VSKFs kind of suck, but if they're on the right build, they can be dope as hell. Yeah, but that—that's what it's. Yeah, the cohesiveness. That's, that's what I mean. It. Like, it, it, like there, there's a way to do it, and I think it, it is, you know, kind of difficult to figure out sometimes, and it's more even more difficult to stick to it yeah. because you know, it's really easy and you, you fall into the trap of like, I just want to modify this car. I just want to get parts mm-hmm. on it. I just want to get it ready for this show. I just want to do this. Just yeah. want to do this. And, and, and you kind of rush it and you don't wait for those parts to be available or you didn't wait to save up for the thing that you actually, <laughs> I really think waiting wanted. to save up for the thing. Yeah. That also kind of helps hard. you make sure you're making the right decision too. Right. Cause yeah. you do get some hesitation when you're holding onto a part for a little bit yeah. before you have to buy it. And it's like, so, I think, I think it is, it's important to kind of go into it and have like an overall vision of the car. Yeah. Yes. Not just piece it together. I like, would agree with that. Like, Oh, I'm ready to buy wheels now. Which wheels should I get? It's like, I think, you should have, have an idea of and, what everything looks like. And I think that's also maybe something Dakota, you may have done, I don't know, intentionally or unintentionally, but it's kind of like the conversation of 
buying TE37s, right? People will be like, they're overplayed. People always do them. And I think that's because I think people buy them for two very specific reasons. One, because they just know that that's a real wheel to buy and they're they're safe with that purchase. So when they do rush it, they rush right into their first real mm-hmm. wheel purchase, which is a TE37 yeah. or VSKF or, or something RPF1. like that or an RPF1. And then there's the other people that I think are buying it for your reason where you're saying, no, 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 I really wanted to get into this this wheel because I'm going more into this function, yeah. you know, this this attacking look. I want the flow of the car to really have that from front to back, and that's right. why I'm choosing it. And it's also, you know, a really light wheel. I think that people sometimes combine the two, and I think what you did with the wheels is is the right way to go about it. Yeah, thanks. There's there's absolutely thought process behind thinking of what my next wheel purchase would be and I want to do something I never did. And I, I'll absolutely, <clears throat> I won't lie. There was times I was like getting those wheels because I'm dropping a chunk of change on yeah. this shit. And I was like, <clears throat> they are really overplayed. You see a lot of Supers. I'm on the Super pages and a ton have mm-hmm. TE37s. But part of me was just like, no, like <clears throat> I've never had TE37s. I've never got to put them on a car. And I, for me, that was something I wanted to experience and do. And they are light as fuck, so it met the functionality. I know they look good. They're in super spec, so it just made sense. And not to mention, like, you have a bunch of, like, it, it matches because you have a bunch of, like, legit Japanese parts yep. on it. You got a bunch of HKS stuff on it. Mm, yeah, know. I've been trying to do that flow of it, yeah. exactly. So, that yeah, I went specifically with the HKS because, obviously, the car is very German. Mm-hmm. That's nothing hidden. And I wanted to accentuate the Japanese side of things, so I immediately when I started doing it, I started... Um, I wanted to get Japanese parts for it so I could lean into that side a little bit. So balance it out a little bit. Um, But one thing, too, I think that could help a ton of people. This is the secret sauce. You listening? This is it. This is how you make a cohesive car. I'm listening. And you follow this. It's very simple. You get three colors. That's it. Okay? You have your primary, you have your secondary, and you have your accent. The accent, light as hell. Barely use it just a touch of it maybe here or there or don't even use it at all the secondary maybe wheels maybe part of your vinyl maybe a little splash in the grill or something or interior and then you have your primary that's basically the color of your car the main color of your wrap or whatever and then you look at those three colors and you make them blend you make something out of those three colors yeah i promise you you will go so far if you just stick to that absolutely no, really? I think I think it's a huge thing. I know you've you've told me that in the past before too, and that's, ever since then, that's, I can't look at like cars, you know, the same way though? anymore. The the just the fact that I wanted a Volkswagen Harlequin right before this, like ten seconds. Yeah, ago. but yeah. that's that's a different <laughs> subject. That's a different decision. Yeah, I know I'm different. going back on what I just said about that, but when you're building a normal car and not a clown car, <laughs> three colors, three colors, three colors is good. We talk. We I've talked about that in previous you know videos of the of the times past where it's like. People want to always go very excessive with everything that they touch, especially on a car. Yep. And I think, to, and it's not to, hard to do. No, it's it super easy because you start act. you start looking down the rabbit hole of certain like parts to buy, yeah. and you're like, oh well, you know, it, it can start with something as simple as when people go and they get an aftermarket intake for their car. It's almost always like, okay, so you can get that that polished you know, yep. intake, mm-hmm. or you can get, you know, just like a simple black. Mm-hmm. And like, it seems like eight out of 10 times people are going with like the, that polished piece right, and they then they the get, pop. they want the colored air intake. So 
they've already gone and added two colors with one part right out of the gate, <laughs> yep, and yep. nothing else in the car is polished and then, like, at the, all. The actual like uh, like the rubber connector thing, and then that's like blue. blue. And yeah, then yeah. Then everything starts going. <laughs> yeah. And then buck. you have cone car. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you have everything going. Might as well have wild. a gold I would I would always just say like just to to compliment what Gels has said. I think flow is is super important and it's and very I, difficult and i think it's also important to look at flow from like a fit like an, an actual physical perspective of the car as well because mm-hmm. you can see how certain parts like protrude from a car or slim out a car or push into a car and that all changes like the flow of how the car looks like when you design something you want it all to kind of feel like it's coming together in some way shape or form so if you add canards to your front bumper but you have no side skirts, you have no additional spats, you have nothing else on the car that would essentially heavy. brought it, you know, through the side and then through the back, then it's going to look weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when people throw uh, the ankle cutters, those massive rear diffusers on their car. It's like, I don't think there's anything wrong inherently with that. But then they put the huge battle arrow wing on it. There's absolutely no side skirt change. There's no front bumper change. And then it's like, well, why does the back of your car look like why does it look so heavy sagging, in the back? Yeah. It looks like it's sagging. And I think, you know, flow is really important. So if you're, if you're going through and you're installing something like a front lip, you know, keep in mind that a lot of times a front lip goes with additional components. Side skirts, rear bumper, maybe a diffuser if you have it. And then typically a duckbill, a lip, or a wing are usually going to complement that because the whole point of a splitter or diffuser is some sort of airflow dynamic improvement, right? So it's like, if you're buying something for looks, it's totally fine. Like, don't don't hear that you should only buy things for function. Do whatever the fuck you want with your car. Right. But keep in mind that when you're buying a part, if it is only for looks, make sure that, that if that's part of a greater whole, you're keeping that in right. mind and that you buy it all the same flow. Like, really simple stuff even. Like, if you buy carbon fiber and you get it in a one-by-one weave, try to keep a one-by-one weave in all of your carbon fiber. You'd be shocked at how Mm -hmm. much that helps your car look like it came from the factory. Yeah, I've seen- Yeah, and stop putting fucking vinyl carbon next to real carbon. (laughs) That is a really silly (laughs) thing. And stop doing honeycomb and then forged and then weave and then, you know, carbon is carbon. I do think that forged carbon is a little bit, has been a little bit of a fad, and I think it's going to yeah, go away again. Yeah, carbon makes no fucking sense. It's so See? expensive. Because it's it literally is, is just cut up fucking fibers, and then you just put epoxy over it. Why is it so expensive? I don't know. I think it's That's because why I, don't it, I think it's all just their manufacturing process. Because you have different ways that you can lay carbon, but if they are just literally throwing it down into a mold and then putting the and then mm-hmm. like using like a, a vacuum seal for it, yeah. then yeah, it's it's trash. no like it looks good. I don't think there's any reason it should cost more. Yeah, honestly. No, it should probably actually cost less. There's no structural integrity. If, if there, the if only structure to it is the fucking resin that they use. Yeah, really the only technology improvement on carbon fiber, just so you guys know, is like if you're paying for more, you're paying typically for like prepreg, which is they're injecting the resin into the carbon fiber as it's being like heated and then I don't like, like the word formed. pre-preg. <laughs> Would you like to be prepregged? No. <laughs> Me neither. All, carbon fiber also that I would say that kind of can fall into that three color rule. Be careful with carbon fiber. Yeah, we all love like a, carbon it's fiber. Like a texture. Yeah, you, know? you got to be careful with it. And some cars can hide it better than others so you can get away with some more, but sometimes you can go overboard yeah. with carbon and it gets to a point where it's like that is just If you happy. have a, if you do have an old car and you're like I'm <laughs> this is going to like I don't know, get really focused. But I do feel a lot of people have been here before. They jump into their first car, 
they don't have a lot of money. They want to modify their car. They don't know where to start. And it's like, go into your car and clean and detail and scrub and maybe respray your black, like the plastic black components with the prop, you know, go through and just restore, Mm -hmm. like go through, clean, restore, take out the bolts, clean them down. If you got to get new ones, go get new ones. You'd you'd be shocked at how much just changing out your hardware. You just got dress up bolts for the Mazda RX-8. Just simple things like that can make a car that's, by all definitions, very, very stock, maybe has some wheels and tires, look a million times better than a car that went completely overboard with a ton of mods because you actually took your time with it. I think the the people that do appreciate that, you'll you'll see a much uh, better response from the community. Absolutely. That, it, there's so many times I've been to like a car meet and got so excited because I see a car and it may be bone stock, but the fact that it's clean and mint and you can yeah. tell that someone takes pride and they take care of it. And I get hyped over that car, just seeing how good of condition everything in it is. It's those hard, the harder cars too, to, to keep clean, I think, deserve right. like a special place in everybody's heart because- Cars like the 180 SX, the 240 SX, mm-hmm. like those cars were built. Yeah, I to see have a. Two, a sh- they I were see ha- a 240 without a crack dash. I'm like, holy. Yeah, shit. I mean, they yep. they were literally built with a shelf life. Like they were yeah. built with volume in mind and knowing that they weren't going to last forever on the road. So it's like when you see one of those that is one color, well kept. Not saying you shouldn't drive your cars, but it's like right, right. you see somebody that you didn't just go out it. there to smash it to bits, and they're like, no, I I take care of this. It's you know, it's a stock color. I refinished it. I lowered it. I put it on some nice, you know, 16-inch wheels, and this is what I got. And it's yeah. like, that is sick yeah. to me. That that Honda Civics, the hatches from the Honda yeah, Civic days, yeah, yeah. my God, you can do very little of those things and make them look better mm-hmm. than a supercar. Yeah, you don't need to, to go overboard to have a good car build. Sometimes simplicity can yep. make the cleanest of car builds. And then maybe some people get really worked up because they say, it's not a build, you know, wheels and suspension isn't a build. But yeah. I think there's just an aesthetic to it and a purpose. If you have a purpose and it's your style and it's what you enjoy and that's what you like, then it can be a car yeah, build. But, I don't... And, but to go, if when you go slow, you're forced to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're forced to understand what you're doing. Like if you're going to replace bolts and you're going to replace like those sort of components and you get something new, like you start to understand the little details mm-hmm. of what makes that car special, you know? And I think that the the education of the build will almost always trump the noise a build can make, like aesthetically, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think, too, uh, a, another part of the cohesiveness that a lot of people don't do is if you're modifying the outside, you should definitely do that with the inside. Like mm-hmm. you should follow the same theme throughout the car, the engine bay, the interior and the exterior should all flow and you know if i'm saying like not if necessarily like if you do a bunch of like big wing and lip and canards you gotta like do a bunch of carbon fiber on the interior or anything like that but there's simple accent changes or seat steering wheel changes that you can do or you know simple mods Mm -hmm. a shift knob you know just to make it all flow together the simple stuff really does start to stand out like we used to talk about at least when i was helping other people do this too where it's like you can pick a loud piece and that can go into the conversation about your, you know, your 70, 20, 10 rule of colors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think everybody always wants to have something that is like their, their prized possession on their car build. And it's like, that's great. But remember you have to build around that then right. yep. as well. So if you go crazy wheels that have a massive, like function look, a massive function presence, you're like, okay, well I'm gonna start doing all these exterior, you know, aero components. Well, then you you might find yourself in a position where you're really underselling the interior. You start going racing seats. You start doing the harnesses. And you may start to figure out that, 
oh crap, this build is not going to actually be comfortable to like drive and enjoy yeah. and do. And like that happens a lot too. You yep. get so far into a build, you don't enjoy driving it anymore. So try to look at the end result of what you're aiming to do and then work backwards. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to understand what you yeah. want to do before you start. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with changing it up either. Yeah. Like don't feel because like, oh, I bought this part and I installed it. It's got to be like that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can take stuff off. Sell it. Sell it. Get yeah. something, something different. different. Yeah. Hundred percent. Facebook Marketplace made that shit easy. Yes, it did. Uh, easy and fucking hell on earth. <laughs> yeah, time. it's a double-edged sword. My I, God, I, some I do of the think, people on Facebook Marketplace. I think <laughs> I think they've made it easier for you to reach out to, but Craigslist still had its fair share of shitty. Yeah, like Craigslist talent. fucking sucked. I don't it care what anyone so said. It was bad. the worst goddamn way to like sell something. I'm sorry. Hey, can you can you send pictures? And it's like. Yeah. Here's my email. phone number I'm, in symbols and capital and not capital yeah, so I don't get oh, yeah. called 24-7. I, I remember that. Yeah, that, that was, shit sucked. Yeah, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace is great because anybody that just uses like the templated hey is this still available, you just don't respond to. Yeah. Because you just put in the ad. If it's yeah. here, it's available, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. We got eight minutes left. Yes. Should we do the series that we did last time? What was it called again? Zero Context. Zero context. So no, it was like no context. No context. Oh no yeah, context. yeah. It, what it was was, you get asked a question, you have to answer it, but you're not allowed to go into detail yeah, you about get your a very answer. short response. You get one no sentence context. to explain your opinion, your answer to the question. That is it. <laughs> so the whole goal is to take this entire thing out of context, and we'll post it on TikTok so everybody can get mad at us. I like it. Yeah. All right. If you got some? Let's let her rip. Gels, do you have anything? Would you like to start? Do you think wide bodies are getting overdone? Do, or do you think that they'll die anytime soon? That's, I'm trying to think how to answer this in one sentence. Cause no, you can't. No, you can't explain prior to the answer either. I'm just saying, like, that's why I'm pausing. You got one? Like, I have an answer. It's just, yes, yes, Gels, yes. Overplayed, going to die out. Yes. No. Overplayed. Not going to die out. Yeah. I, not. <laughs> God, I hate that. Part. <laughs> like, I damn hate it. That part. <laughs> I thought of something. Yeah. No, I'll stick yeah. with it. All right. We got we to ask Gels one now. You, you got any? Alex, you got anything oh. you've been brewing up, thinking about, wanting to get why, off your chest? Why do people defend objectively poorly manufactured vehicles? Like. <laughs> This sucks. Like he's, what? He's making an answer in a question. Like what? He's, he's yeah, it's a very leading qu- question. Objection loaded. Objection. I won't say Hyundai. Like the rotary engine. So Okay, can you run it back again? What, okay. what was the question? Why do people defend poorly engineered vehicles or applications like or such as the rotary because it's a challenge and it's different done. and people done. like to done. have done. that as their whatever you call it. God damn it, you had to cut them off and now we have to ask the question again for the show. No, I remember. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Got a okay. clean one. Gels? Yes. One more time. Yes. Why do people defend objectively poorly made things for cars such as the rotary engine? Because they look at it as a challenge, and it's different, and it's different from what other people are doing, and it's one way that they can be different, so that's why they decide to stick with it. I like it. See? Boom. Not all is bad. Meh. 
What do you think? Uh, hipster. All right. <laughs> People like rotary because hipster. I like it. There's yeah. no explanation. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. What do you got? Okay. Volkswagen Harlequin. This is your car for the rest of your life. Is it Harlequin or Harlequin? Harlequin. Jesus. Oh. He said it multiple different times. No, I didn't. Yes, Volkswagen did. Harlequin. Okay. Now he's waiting. Rest of your life or Hyundai Veloster. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it a is it at least Veloster. a turbo one? Aren't they all turbo? No. Or was there Is it a turbo or not a turbo? Uh and no, or no, no, no turbo, so that way they're both NA. And or no. Remember, they're the Harlequin's not a GTI or anything. It's just a Oh, they're both NA. I'll take the fucking Harlequin. Yeah, I'd take the Harlequin, too. If it was a turbo, I'd take the Veloster. Mm, I don't know if I believe that. Hey, why are you saying so many words <laughs> after That was your one answer? sentence. Uh, this guy cheats at his own That's game. That's a sentence. Mm. It's a, literally a sentence. He's got to look good. Yeah, no. he's got to just <laughs> clarify a little yeah. bit on his answer before <laughs> moving on. Sorry, I, I abided by the rules of the game. Sorry, I thought this was no context and if not you, a little context. If you guys are listening, you all just lost the game. Congratulations. Hey, no, the beautiful thing about that is I once read a thing and I took it to heart that said... You are now done with the game. It is over. Congratulations. You are free. Move on with your life. What the fuck are you talking about? And I took that no, to heart. That yep. doesn't count. That's oh, such a cop nope. way it, out. What the no. hell are you talking about? All right, I have a question. Do you not know about the game? What, what game? Oh, my God, He's jealous. now playing the game. Oh, Any, no, so this the game will ruin is, your life. Yeah, the game is a fun game. Anytime. What some, the fuck are you he's saying? Telling, he's telling you. The game is super simple, at the least the way that we game. play it. Anytime that you think about the game, you've lost the game. What game? Exactly. That's the game. <laughs> anytime you think of the game, which is this, it's the game. Anytime you think of it, anytime it's brought up, anytime you hear it, you lose. Anytime somebody's like, anybody says you've lost, and you're like, lost what? And they're like, the game. And then you're like, you lost, because yeah. you thought about the game. You'll see, there'll be random posts all of a sudden, like at the end of it, it'll say, the game. Is this or a like, millennial thing? No. I'm Well. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... The same era as COD <laughs> and RuneScape and, and Halo, Pokemon, Digimon. If it you're... never hit Northern Wisconsin, I guess, because I don't know what the fuck. Uh, you're everyone about. I've ever met in my life knows about the game. Mario, do you know about the game? Mario yeah, Mario knows about the game. He didn't even know what a chicken pot pie was, my guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to everyone listening. To Alex, but here, I will Why free you. you. If you're listening me? to this, you are now free from the game. You no longer need to play. You have got to the end. You've done it. You've made it this far. You're clear of it. If you hear the game, don't matter. You're not playing no more. Thank God. I just learned about it, and it sounded horrible. Welcome back to the game, too. <laughs> <laughs> A new okay, game. DLC okay, okay. pack. <laughs> I want more this questions. One. I want more questions. <laughs> this right. one's got a battle pass. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you. Do you think people that fight over name brand parts are silly? Oh man, that's a tough one to explain oh. with no context. I'll say no. Because I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. And I can't say why. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one. I got one. This one's a would you rather. Sorry, I keep thinking of like would you rather. But like every single nut, bolt, screw on your car is finger loose or every single nut, bolt, screw is stripped. Finger loose. Finger loose. 
<laughs> that was easy. I don't know. Can you even drive it? I, I got I w- both of those on my two four. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You're right on that one. Oh, when I was when I was at banging gears, I was trying to get the the carbon fiber diffuser off of the four thirty, and one of the bolts wouldn't come off because it was seized, and so I ended up having to take a tap and die set and fucking yank it out. And somebody came up for like the very first time. Was like, "Hey, are you Alex?" And I'm like mid into it fucking just super pissed i got like my knee up on the diffuser like this and i look and i'm like now is not a very good time <laughs> and he walked away you and did I not- dude i was trying to get this bolt out i had like 10 minutes and i was freaking out that i wasn't gonna get it done dick. in time what uh, a dick yeah well sometimes yeah, approach alex, alex in yeah. public you'll no get the- you're gonna get, get canceled now there was <laughs> nothing but influencers there you're fucked yeah buddy. apparently i did get the bolt out thank god it's no. actually have it in my <laughs> toolbox there is a time and place but i mean you can't context. get mad at other people because i wasn't mad at him broken ass car that was, is broken that was a very long response that's all i'm saying that wasn't an answer to a question then what's your answer i already answered i said loosey-goosey loosey-goosey okay all right if you made it this far in the podcast and you're listening on youtube i'd really love if you dropped a bread loaf emoji in the comments because i want to see who makes it this far and know the real ones that are out there so make sure you drop that drop Appreciate you guys loaf. listening if there's anything fat you want to hear specifically from us to talk about you can drop that too i'm sure we'll get to that and uh we'll see you on the next martini works podcast and hopefully i have a volkswagen harlequin by then no because that means the world's ending yeah, there's not really I a good... I don't want that to be the any, credentials any for Anytime you have a Harlequin, th- there's something bad is happening. The world oh. has ended, you're going to Alaska, there's zombies, something happened and now you have Maybe one. that is a good thing because like, if I had one, I would just be smiling, I'd just be happy. So that would be fine. Then Worst case scenario, I'm still smiling. I got a backup plan. So I was like, you guys got to get to work. He's not wrong. Yep. Oh my god. We gotta get to the airport. Can you stop enabling him? We do need to we're going to Virginia International Raceway like right after this and there's a fucking snowstorm. You know it's a snowstorm because they gave it a name. So Shit. we we gotta get the hell out of here. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> Jesus Alex is out. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Oh Alex, you're a dickhead. <laughs> you ignore a fan, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>